I'm Tammy Bruce. I'm Juan Williams. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, August 9th, 2021. I'm Trey Yingst. This weekend alone, the Taliban took over three provincial capitals in Afghanistan. They're taking parts in places where the American already pulled out. And by now, they have more than 400 districts all around the country. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. The northeastern city of Kunduz was overrun this weekend by the militant group amid intense fighting. This area alone has a population of nearly 400,000 people. Afghan security forces reportedly lost control of key government buildings and a prison that was housing Taliban fighters. This allowed the Taliban to reinforce their ranks as they continued an offensive on the city's airport. Meanwhile, Afghan forces, backed by the United States, conducted airstrikes in Helmand province, killing a reported 54 Taliban insurgents. Over the weekend, three major uh, towns in Afghanistan, among them is Kunduz, uh, were taken by the Taliban. Another one was taken this morning on Monday morning. For more on this story and others you might have missed over the past week, this is Jonat Freeling a senior Fox News field producer. And this was one of the most quickest fights um, in the past year, since the, especially since the decision of the U.S. troops withdrawal. Um, and it seems that the Afghan troops, the local troops, are overwhelmed and underpowered and sometimes um, are even devastated before they even uh, begin to fight and claim um, their, and protect their people. Um, UNICEF has released a report that 27 children have died in the past 24 hours, 136 have been wounded, um, and it seems that um, the urban fighting that is now going on and will continue to go on throughout Afghanistan and throughout the towns and and villages are just going to be worse. In terms of the U.S. military involvement, we saw some airstrikes in Helmand province over the weekend, killing dozens of Taliban fighters, but there's no indication so far the Biden administration is going to reverse plans for that full withdrawal by next month? Uh, No, and uh, over the weekend on Sunday, the New York Times quoted a senior official um, administration uh, source that said that the president is not going to change his um, plan and the plan to withdraw the troops will go as planned. And our colleagues, Lucas Tomlinson from the Pentagon just mentioned a few hours ago in a tweet that all the three, four provinces that were the Taliban were taking were not involved with the U.S. Um, air raids in the region. So they're taking parts in places where the American already pulled out. Um, and by now, they have more than 400 districts all around the country, some of them um, with the borders of Tajikistan and Iran and other key, key areas and strategic places. I saw a map recently showing the Taliban gains from April of this year to August. Just in the past few months, they've been able to take over significant territory. And I think the concern is that by the end of the year or even sooner, they could get close to Kabul in a way that would threaten the capital. And and I think that's why we see the U.S. Embassy in Kabul warning Americans to leave immediately, even offering repatriation loans to those who can't afford a ticket certainly going to be a story to follow in the coming weeks. I want to shift now to a story out of Southeast Asia. There have been some massive anti-government protests in Thailand. 
some really striking images over the weekend and a story that's not getting much coverage. Yes, we've seen videos from Bangkok. Um, thousands of people of Thai citizens are, are protesting against the government for their lack of and failure of um, controlling COVID, um, vaccinating the people, getting enough vaccination, and byproduct of this, the economic crisis that Thailand is facing because due to the um, pandemic, the tourism has stopped completely uh, in the country and this is 20% of its income, its annual income. So people are one, um, getting sick and sicker by the day and two, they have no hope of any kind of economic revival in the coming weeks. Um, the videos that we've seen were very disturbing because we've seen a small group of policemen, about 100 people, um, with riot gear firing tear gas and water cannon and some report indicated that they used rubber bullets wounding people and all this because the people of Thailand are demanding one, a transparent um, actions by the government to treat and help them continue in their lives. It's really interesting, this common thread we've seen among demonstrations around the world against governments and their transparency about the coronavirus pandemic and how it's been handled, as well as the economic fallout from COVID-19. And you wonder where it ends, because I, I think that it, it starts these conversations about government mismanagement, but in so many places, including Thailand, the mismanagement runs a lot deeper than just coronavirus. So it's almost a representative example for these protesters. It's true. And also we need to remember, and we're seeing it in other places around the world, that it might not be the end of the pandemic. We're dealing now with the Delta and the Lambda variants and the fourth and fifth waves of infections all around the world. And some countries are under lockdown and some countries are considering reimposing lockdowns. And so it's been a tough year and a half, but it seems that 2021 and maybe 2022 will even be worse than 2020. We still don't know. You've been listening to You're Not Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer. We'll be right back. I want to shift now to a story out of Europe. And we could really cover this story from a variety of angles, not just in Europe, um, in places like California, in uh, countries like Turkey, uh, but notably Greece. It, we saw these images this weekend in this one specific video that was making a lot of rounds on Twitter of people escaping fires, wildfires on a ferry in Greece. What's the situation on the ground there? And even from the capital of Athens, what does it look like? You're talking about the video that we've seen thousands of people evacuated from the island of Avia um, into the ferries that were brought. And we could see the people carrying only what they could grab from their homes, their children, their elder uh, parents and grandparents. And while they were walking onto the ferries, you could see the flames, huge flames and, and dark, dark smoke pillowing right by the edge of the water from the coastline. So it was indeed something very um, dramatic to see. Um, but we've also seen um, spreads of the wildfires in not far away from Athens and in Olympia, the homeland of the Olympics uh, village. Um, and right now it seems that Greece is handling the worst uh, heat wave in more than 30 years. 
It's not going to end soon because um, the high temperature and the dry air is still going to go on. Um, and the firefighters are doing their most heroic efforts um, to contain the fires. They got help from 12 other nations, among them Israel, Spain, Sweden, UK, France, and Romania. Um, some have sent aid like Germany and Qatar. And as you mentioned, in neighboring Turkey, uh, according to one of the daily newspaper, there are more than 220 locations of different wildfires. Um, and um, for now, most of them have been contained. Um, the past week was one of the hottest since 1980, as I said. And today there was a special report by the UN uh, Environment Agency saying that this is a red alert for the human race. We are the only one responsible for ruining our own planet by generating more and more gases, which are going to uh, raise the average temperature by 1.9, sometimes or some regions by more than that here in the Middle East and in Southeast Asia, in Turkey and in Greece. Um, and if we don't come by forces now, it might be too late for us. The rise of the oceans because of the global warming is going to be by two meters by the end of this century. And when we're talking about the rise of the centuries and and the the sorry the rise of the oceans, um, it means that millions of millions are going to be at stake of flooding, losing their homes. Um, these specific animals and sea life is going to be endangered, um, and the temperature of the water and the atmosphere is going to influence all of us here on planet Earth. So we've been talking about the global warming for a long time here and many, many times we've mentioned it, but today I think this is one of the most significant and very strong messages that we hear about. And we actually can see what happened. Two weeks ago, we saw the flooding in Europe, um, the wildfires, and it's just gonna go on if we're not gonna be serious about taking care of it. Yeah, the UN report today, certainly making rounds across the globe because it affects every country in a unique way. Uh, quickly, I want to get to our good news story of the week, something a little lighter. Yes, indeed. Um, and this is my best memory from the Olympics Games. Um, there are many touching moments, but my favorite was from last week when Mutaz Essa Brashim from Qatar and Gianomarco Tambari from Italy both reached the height of 2.37 meters in the high jump. They disqualified the neck jump. And then when the referee came to them and said, hey guys, what do you wanna do? We have two options. You should jump or then we have to figure out what to do. Mutaz said, can we, get, can we share the gold? Can we each one get a gold medal? The referee stopped for a few seconds and said, yeah, why not? And in a rare moment of solidarity and friendship, the two athletes of the high jump shared the gold medal. That's such a cool story. They can both go home gold medalists. Very cool. Yes. So um, thank you, Mutaz and Gianno Marco, for showing us the true value of friendships. You're not feeling a senior Fox News field producer. Joining us once again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. You're not. Thank you. Thanks, Trey. 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.